Welcome once again to another thrilling, chilling, possibly spilling installment of Sky Mail. Hi, I'm Ness. Welcome to a very special mailbag for show. Sky? It's true. I also have just remembered that I have been on push to talk all this time. That's why there was an awkward which... silence. <laughs> so it'll be a so it'll be a secret to my co-hosts what I've been saying this whole time. And those co-hosts, you might ask? Why? It's the power duo that gave you the latest installment of Blake Sky Private Eye, and also probably made you cry a whole lot. We hope. I know I did. I did too. I think, I, I, yeah, I'm pretty sure that all of us have, have shed some level of tears regarding the last episode. I don't know. I think you'd be correct. Because I'm, because I'm just like, oh god, it sucks so much. Why? <laughs> Why? No, I'm joking. While, while you're editing. <laughs> There's a mouth sound. I gotta get rid of that mouth sign. <laughs> god, you can't. Stop saying this word again. <laughs> It's so wet. Why is it so wet? <laughs> That's my secret cap. Not I'm always wet. wet. Gross. Uh, anyway. Yes, with me today, we have the voice of Daphne Howard and the voice of a generation, Amy. Hello. And the man with no name, Ness. What is up, my dudes? All right, so without further ado, I think that we should dive into this mailbag. Starting with a question from God, God damn it, Amy. What? <laughs> the first question here is from somebody named Achilles. Do you know this person? I have no idea who that person is. I keep telling you guys, not related. Hmm. Okay. Uh, Follow-up query. Uh, why is your business email Achillea? My business email isn't Achillea. Oh. Uh, really? Because I keep getting emails from Achillea at Achillea.Achillea. Huh. And uh, they keep telling me that I can increase the size of my... Uh, insert slide whistle sound right here. I will make sure that happens, yes. Um... I don't know. That sounds bad. Can one learn this power? Slide whistle? Not from a Jedi. Oh. <laughs> uh, excellent. All right. That's some good goofs. These are some good bits. I like this. Um, but yeah, this 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 Achillea weirdo uh, said, Hi, random fan here. You don't know me. Uh, my question is, what were your favorite things about the most recent episode? And since this isn't you, I suppose it's only fair that you all get to answer it. Um, well, I, I guess I can go first. Probably, um, my favorite thing about the most re recent episode is it, it was it was very much an investment recording it, but uh, honestly, we we had a really good chemistry that episode, and we just kind of uh, played off each other. It it went very well the first time through. Yeah, I agree. I also agree. Yeah, I saw the ending of that episode while I was still at work, and I was like, oh my god, this is gonna be 
uh, a tearjerker. It's going to be really, really strong as an episode. And when we recorded it, I was afraid I wasn't going to get the energy level and emotion that it required, but uh, acting uh, opposite Ness, I feel like we kind of achieved that. <laughs> it, it went really well. Yeah, I, I'd say so, yeah. And uh, con- conversely, uh, I don't read the scripts in advance. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, I, I will say personally, my favorite thing about it was uh, how brilliant the writing was. No, uh, oh, it's, it was really good. <laughs> writing. No, I agree with that. No, I really agree with that. No, but but I, I will say honestly, uh, as a person with cripplingly low self esteem and constant self doubt, uh, this was one of the scripts that I actually felt really solid about from the very start. I was like, oh man, like there's going to be some moments in here, um, and I was really excited to hear you all do this. I was worried that it was going to be very emotionally taxing, that it was going to be the kind of thing that we had to work on like all night, you know, that it was like took multiple takes to really like hit the emotional beats. Cause I'm not going to lie. I, I wrote this to really hit some stuff that's in some dark places, some sad places, some hopeful places. And both of you all astounded me with how expertly you hit each one of those beats. It was it was like watching an Olympic athlete perform, but it was voice acting. Oh. And to think it only took 166 takes. Right? <laughs> it was a long <laughs> night. Yeah, if, uh, if we had done 167, uh, I think I'd have thrown in the towel. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I'll touch on another part of uh, the episode I liked. I uh, I enjoyed at the very end. I got to play uh, my normal character that I normally play, being the nice August Howard or Augie or as I refer to him, A hey, U Gust. God damn it! Uh, I love it. <laughs> it. I don't know. It just didn't sit well. Really? Yeah. I feel like this is a goof. It it has to be. It has to be. Oh no! Somebody's replaced it with Neganess. Neganess. I love you too, podcast. What? Also, I want I want to give you huge kudos for that inspired choice when we were editing and you were you were listening to it and you were like, "You should have the audio drop out for this." It just just that line, no background music, no sound effects, just hard drop right here. And we did that, and oh, it is so. It was so gross. You could, you you can you can you can feel an audience getting angry right then mm-hmm. and there. Yeah. <laughs> I I did get a lot of Twitter mentions saying what the f- nest. Yeah. <laughs> oh God, that such a wham line right there. Yeah, you know, like uh, wake me up before you go go. All the classic wham lines before it. The jitterbug. The jitterbug. <laughs> uh, that was the original line, actually. <laughs> I love you too, jitterbug. Hop on the trolley and do the jitterbug. Uh, all right. Uh, oh, uh, the mystery for Blake's guy to solve out of this one that isn't you at all. Nope. Uh, were Daphne and Augie actually in the void sea, just floating around in a blank room? Were they in any danger? 
Uh, I guess that's a question for me, uh, but... Uh, uh, so I'll take it. Yeah, go ahead. Feel this one. So, the Void Sea is vast, and the things in it, or around it, are pretty unnumerable and somewhat unscrutable. There's always danger when it comes to messing with growth. That's pretty much the right answer. Okay. Uh, I know. I'm a doctor. Uh, I, I will say that, yeah, the, the idea is that it basically, like, creates a bubble in normal space and puts it right in the midst of the void sea outside of the normal flow of time and the normal state of existence in the mirror forest. So, okay. Um, like, imagine it basically, like, being in, like, a... a void sea lab? <laughs> I was going to say, like, a diving bell in the middle of the void sea, but... Okay. But your but your but yours is better. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you wanna you wanna run a podcast? <laughs> uh Amy does actually. No. No, oh. I just wanna help okay. with one. Do you know one I can help with? Uh and we actually <laughs> We could we actually brought you here, Amy, to tell you that SJ is stepping down and it is your podcast. Yeah. Oh god. I can't handle that type of responsibility. I'm afraid that you have to. It's your destiny. Fast forward a month. Uh, why is the next episode called Butt Farts? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I felt it was an inspired choice of uh, of words for title. It's really our generation's cellar door. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Oh, hey, speaking of, uh, there's another question here from Helen Davies. Huh, that, that rings a bell. Hmm. I feel like I've heard that somewhere before. Couldn't tell you where. Amy, do you do you do you know any Helen Davies? Nope. Have you possibly played a character that's uh, used the pseudonym Helen Davies before? I don't think so. Hope Lesnar doesn't use pseudonyms. The question uh, from uh, Ms. Davies is, why do you do this to me? <laughs> think how we feel. I know. <laughs> uh. Well, the reason that I do this is uh, I'm broken inside, and the only way that I can ever make an emotional connection with another human being is to break them first. Next question. <laughs> uh, no, but the, the the mystery for Blake's Guy to solve out of this is hypothetically, is it cheating if you fall in love with an alternate version of your husband? Mm. Give him back, damn it. <laughs> Wait, was this you, Amy? Who's to say? You know? I would... I would hope you would be the one to say. Yeah. Unless you're a liar. You know, I might be. It's a mystery. All right. Well, there's only there's only one detective that we can count on to crack this case. Monsieur Pourquoi, super detective. <laughs> <laughs> I do love Monsieur Pourquoi. Uh, I didn't know about Monsieur Pourquoi until... Then for that. for for anyone who doesn't know, uh, in our Discord, which uh, you can join and see all of the absolute batshit things that we do there, <laughs> uh, there was a uh, just go to discord.com backslash bspi ruined my life dot net. That's not true. <laughs> I mean, it is true that it will ruin your life. It is not true that that is the uh, the hyperlink. It's ruined my life dot com. Where have I been going? Uh, it's actually .gov. Uh, oh. <laughs> 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 
Ca. It's inexplicable uh, in Canada. Hey, what's the what's the website for Amazon.ca? <laughs> uh, but anyway, long story short, there's a French educational children's television show in Canada called Telefrancais, and uh, they had a weird bit character at one point named Monsieur Pourquoi, who's just this absolutely useless detective. And yeah, there you go. That's all you need to know. What was it about like that time period and bumbling law enforcement? You got Inspector Gadget, you got Monsieur Pourquoi. Yeah. I think it's mm. just a portent of things to come, perhaps. Mm. Mm. Come at me, useless uh, investigators. Come on, try me. Detective Stabler would like to know your location. He's going to do the splits in front of you and be like, you're under arrest. Oh, God. With, with his ass, I'm no chance. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yeah, and then I'm just going to vaporize. <laughs> it's going to be like looking into the Ark of the Covenant. But it's his ass cheeks you pull apart, <laughs> and then it's at the, my face melts off. <laughs> Feels like I'm wearing nothing, nothing at, at all. all. Hey, look, there's another question. Uh, and this is from a character that still technically... Not a character, sorry. Uh, though he is a character, I'll tell you that. But uh, from Tucker, who is still part of the Blake Sky family, but, you know, doesn't write in literally every uh, mailbag. Editor's note. You know you secretly love it. Don't lie. He, he, we like to call him Tucky around here. Yeah, that's Tucky. <laughs> Old Tucky. What's your favorite ghost story? Well, Ness, I feel like this one is just right up your alley. You would think so. So let's start with Amy. Uh, my favorite you ghost story. A Christmas Carol. Okay, I wasn't going to. Uh, you may have heard of it. It's called The Great Ghost. Got him. Uh, you can find it. Got him. <laughs> yeah, that one's my favorite. Um. Sorry, it was hard to hear you over the sound of a cash register opening. Hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, we got them. Well, anyway, you can find that great ghost story uh, on our SoundCloud or our Spotify or our Apple or wherever you listen to podcasts. Or our website. Or our website. We have one of those, too. Uh, it, the website is discord.com <laughs> slash the ghost isn't really that great, but it's still pretty good. <laughs> Dot are you. That one is true. All right. So we've got our shill answer. Ness, you want to give us a real answer? Um, I don't know if you would consider it a ghost story. I I feel like, I, I don't know how else I would describe it. There's not like a, there's a ghostly presence, I will say. And uh, that would be, have to be House of Leaves. I really enjoyed that one. That is a very, very good book. How about you? Uh, well, I've got a couple that I could throw out there. Uh, one of them that you're probably not expecting. Hmm. Frighteners. Hmm. Really? I absolutely loved the movie Frighteners as a kid growing up. The idea of, like, the afterlife that it paints and stuff like that is just kind of an interesting concept to me. I don't know. I thought it was really... I thought that it was really cool. I haven't watched it in a long time, so maybe my opinion would change, but you know what? Younger me had better taste than I do right now, because I'm a pretentious asshole. <laughs> <laughs> well, younger you became friends with me, so... That's true. Uh, Frighteners. I always get Frighteners and Flatliners mixed up. Yeah, Fright Frighteners is the Michael J. Fox where uh, he basically is like 
a con artist that works with ghosts to haunt people and then exercise them, but not really. Only to only to then find out that there is like a ghost Grim Reaper that's like murdering people and he gets framed for it. Oh. Huh. I haven't seen that one. I don't think I have either. It's pretty good. Then the other one was uh, 13 Ghosts. Ah, you know what? I, I really enjoyed 13 Ghosts. The, the remake. I've never seen the original. Yeah, the original honestly is kind of just, you know. Well, it was a gimmick, right? Yeah, but the idea that they took a gimmick movie and crafted kind of like a lore that included elements of like the real world marketing and also like the 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 people that made it had like a really rich a really rich background that unfortunately was kind of reduced to fit into a yeah the world building for that movie is insane like cuz i had the the special edition on uh dvd and you could go through and look at like this whole lore they created with a dark zodiac like it's so good i thought it was a real thing they were referencing yeah so those those would be my two that are kind of like tying one of them just because i feel like it was a better movie per se which i would say would be uh frighteners but i think that as like an intellectual property 13 ghosts was much better amy it's okay you can tell everyone that your favorite is ghost dad i don't know that i've seen that either. oh it's got bill cosby in it so maybe not <laughs> yeah maybe not. it's also not a good movie <laughs> Yeah, it is a very <laughs> bad movie. Uh, you could also go with the Casper the Ghost movie from the 1990s. Hmm. What about Beetlejuice? Beetlejuice counts. Yeah. Yeah, because that's one we we saw recently. So where did you see it again? Oh, uh, at, <laughs> I don't know if I can keep up. Discord.com/slash <laughs> legally streamed movies. It's dot com. Dot net. Uh, and then the mystery for Blake's got to solve on this one. By the way. What's it like to kiss Brant Storm? Hmm. Wet. Yeah. Well, a gentleman thief never kisses and tells all, but he will heavily. I bet he's got, I bet he's got lips like life rafts being big and fat. No, 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 no. He has a gigantic ass. His his lips are incredibly thin, but long. <laughs> like slices of bologna. Ew. <laughs> Gross. Flapping in the wind. Now see what, what now see what you can do though is if you reach around and like give his ass a squeeze, uh, it all goes up to his lips and then they like his bow tie spins. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> We've like every time we say horrible things about Brant Storm, I just remember the uh, the time that he posted the the Godfather image where it's like, look what they've done to my beautiful boy. <laughs> My beautiful boy. They massacred my boy. Uh, well, you know, Tucker deserves it for being such a great person. Yeah, what a cool dude. Uh, yeah, Tucker. Tucker came up with Brand Storm, I believe. Yes, mm -hmm. yes. And I've, I've abused that that character <laughs> to no ends in public and in private. Definitely mm. in private. All right. Next question. This is a. This is from Alice, who is uh, a patron, but not on the show. And if you want to be a patron, you can go to our Patreon, which is linked on our website and is also pretty sure it's Blake Sky PI. 
Yeah, I think so. Discord.com slash Patreon, BSPI, parentheses, not Brant Storm. Look elsewhere. No end of the parentheses, just a semicolon. Yeah, perfect. Nailed it. Stuck a lane. Do all the alternates who get pulled into this realm via the rights of Chargarum remain within the person? Or is it just the person who cast the rights and the most recent vessel? I think it's everything. So that's actually a... Yep. Yeah, it's... So that's a really good, really good question. So the... The basic idea is yes. Every single person is in there. Um, the person who cast the rights of Chargarum has a dominant personality. But everybody else is down in there as well. And you can kind of vaguely remember parts of their life. It's like this churning sort of... Uh, stew of personality and memories that like little bits keep bubbling up every now and again and especially during periods of like high tension and you know uh, points where your personality is vulnerable that you get that that flux that instability where another personality might have a brief moment of being dominant but they're all in there and that's that's kind of the idea of why like it's so dangerous to rely on the rights and keep coming back because you have to share with more and more people to the point where it's hard to have a coherent personality anymore. Yeah, that's that's very interesting. Um, something I, I'm very curious about, and disclaimer for the audience, I purposefully uh, ask not to be told any story beats before I actually have to do them. Um, I'm curious of how exactly that works with the consciousness because like most recently we saw Augie uh, come back and he didn't realize what was going on he kind of got pulled out of seemingly random but you have the one where Blake uh, came back with the uh, rights of Baron Ma and that seems kind of purposeful and I'm not sure if it is or it isn't I guess we'll have to find out but I'm curious the rights of Baron Ma, Delta, stop him! Yeah, all right, laugh it up, Foswell. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, uh, the mystery for Blake's guy to solve. The, the mystery for Blake's guy to solve on this one. Every time I make cookies, I take them out of the oven, turn around, and they vanish. Where are my cookies going? Mm, I think I know. Um, well, dear question asker. Uh, I believe you have an issue where you have no object permanence. <laughs> if you turn around and the cookies are gone, maybe try turning back around to try to view the cookies. Alternate alternate idea. Uh, you are actually making cookies that have components of an eldritch nature. It's possible that you can only view the cookies out of the corner of your eye, or perhaps when first waking from a dream. Try that. Perhaps the cookies are just shy, and you need to get to know them better. Really have them open up to you. Uh, another idea is that possibly uh, someone, after committing a series of pet murders, uh, was really hungry, stole those cookies, and then went about their merry way. I'm so glad you brought pet murder back, even if fleetingly. <sighs> oh, God. I hate it. Why? <laughs> I, somehow I'm going to get blamed for it too <laughs> yeah you didn't stop us 
Right. Um, another alternative is that the cookies are evaporating. You're very bad at making cookies. That's actually not true. Alice sent me cookies, and they were really delicious. Mm. Now, mm. now here's the rub. Were they so delicious that you're using your uh, foul magics to steal the subsequent cookies? All right, you caught me. That's actually it. Uh, I actually cast one of the rites, which is... Th- the right of Keebler. <laughs> and uh, I've been stealing cookies from the universe. I'm sorry. It's okay. It's okay. Also, I think I've solved more mysteries than Blake ever has. Oh, <laughs> Damn, shots fired. With one. Although, to be fair, he did figure out that August was cheating. <laughs> I don't think that was a mystery. That's true. It was not. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> uh, okay, on, on to the next question. We're doing good. We're getting we're getting things done. You got to keep this energy moving. Go go go! Woo! Uh, this is from IDK whatever. Which man, I really love the that is a cover band for uh, I don't know how, but they found me. Yeah, good band. Question is okay. So the scene with Daphne and August got me thinking. For all the characters who have died and stolen a body from themselves. What is the best version of them that they've stolen a body from? And what is the worst version? Ooh. Mm. Blake definitely has the advantage in terms of bodies that uh, he has stolen, (laughs) given the fact that he's got 14 now to go on. Yeah, that's a lot. Uh, Let's see. And I think August only has two others? Because he he died when Eleanor killed him. Hmm. I'm trying to think. He he buried he buried that body in the the garden. Let's, mm-hmm. let's see. Yeah. So there. Yeah. So there's the original. There's the one that he got after Eleanor's yeah, Eleanor him. killed him. There's the one that he got after Blake shot yeah. him. Mm-hmm. And then there's the one that he got after uh, Mickey. Okay. And that's Augie. Stabbed. Yeah. And that that was Augie. Yeah. Yep. So four. Hmm. Yeah, I wonder what yeah. those other Augusts were like. Uh, I mean, I, they were obviously inferior. <laughs> <laughs> mere mere phantoms of possible lives. There's no, there's more gravy than grave to them. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah. So obviously, Augie is the best August. Yes. The worst version is probably Prime August. The current one. (laughs) I I would make the argument that Prime August is the best one. Mm. (laughs) Bold strategy, Hmm. Cotton. Let's see how it plays out. Yeah. Well, I mean, Good (laughs) August is okay, but Prime August didn't let his wife die. This is good, but it could be better. Oh, God. Uh. Yeah, for August, I definitely think the the worst one kind of depends on what you mean. Because, like, Prime August is definitely the biggest villain, but there are definitely versions of August that are just as villainous but less competent. Like Prospector Howard. <laughs> no, but we haven't... But he would never actually fall prey to the rights of Chakaram. So. Yeah, true. I was going to say, we don't know for sure if that's an alternate universe of August Howard. Not yet. Not yet. 
Oh, not till now. <gasps> <laughs> Here comes Prospector Howard. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh God, he's escaped from the narrative. Oh no. <laughs> I heard you have some gold in this podcast. We certainly do not, Prospector. <laughs> <laughs> well, she does. Uh. Okay. As for Blake, um, again, I guess it kind of depends on what you mean best version. Because, um, you know, there's the, the version that we got after he died the first time where he had a fairly happy life. Uh, he had a wife and a kid, uh, was living happily, um, which, you know, I don't, I don't want that to be indicated as, you know, that, like, him and Gordon don't have, like, a relationship that means anything. But, I mean, in this world, uh, he was able to... I'd probably say he... uh, Sorry. uh, I'd probably say he's content more than happy. Yeah, I mean, I think that could honestly be both. This is just my personal viewpoint, but I'm not the person that believes that in, like, the one soulmate sort of theory to life. I think think that, like, happiness in a relationship comes from, like, investment and working and stuff like that. So... Agreed. I mean, obviously, there are people that are more, like compatible together but uh, I I think that in this universe like the person that Blake was found something that was very good for him and unfortunately happened to lose a cosmic coin toss Mm -hmm. yeah we don't know for sure if that Blake ever met Gordon either right that's true yeah yeah. exactly yeah you know he actually he'd never he never met Gordon in that one because oh oh, is that is that canon we'll have to tell the um the person who updates our TV tropes. Okay, uh, I'll let them know. Editor's note. We have a TV tropes page. If you haven't seen it, you should check it out. Also, if you're trope savvy, you could help us fill it out. You can find our TV tropes at discord.com slash TV tropes for Blake Sky PI. <laughs> the podcast. Dot org. Dot org. Dot org. You gotta put both. Backslash. 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 Let's see. And the worst... Honestly, I think the worst would probably be the one that we just got. Yeah. Or maybe not the worst, but the the one that is uh, a little more iffy. The most unstable. Uh, well, I mean, again, this is stuff that might come up later, so I don't want to give up too much. But I mean, mm. this is this is a Blake that knows Vroth. I mean, this is a Blake that has an enchantment literally written on his skin. Mm-hmm. So there's there's some there's some hints there that this is a Blake who has been dealing in this world a lot longer and might be more comfortable with it. Uh I think we cut the lines actually that were the hints to that. Uh August does say, Geez, look at that curly mustache and goatee. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's right, and he said, "That's me, Blake Sky, professional puppy kicker extraordinaire." The, the sound of a puppy being kicked. <coughs> yeah. Uh, which fun fact? Obviously, we would never harm a animal on this podcast, so I kicked Ness for that one. And if you'd like to hire uh, Ness for your voice work needs, go to Discord.com/slash hire this man. <laughs> Dot TV. <laughs> yep, that's pretty much it. Yep. Yeah. Okay, uh, the mystery for Blake to solve. 
What would happen if the world were wrapped in a warm, gentle bread? Hmm. What do you think the magnum opus is? <laughs> yeah, well, I guess I need to rewrite the ending. Yeah, anytime you guess the plot, uh, SJ has to rewrite it. It's happened like 23 times I'm so far. I'm so tired of rewriting this podcast. Stop guessing things. <laughs> Why are you so good at this? But to answer your question also, if the world were wrapped in a gentle bread, I'd probably be even fatter than I already am, because God, I love bread. Well, I think they mean the podcast world, not our real flesh world. That's less exciting. Maybe both. Yeah. I think I think August would chill out yeah. a little bit. He'd be, he'd yeah. the, the bread would soothe yeah. him. <laughs> Just chill out, eat some bread, you'll be fine. I want to do magnum opus, but... I'm surrounded by bread. Warm, <laughs> pillowy sourdough. Pillowy mounds. <laughs> of mashed potatoes. potatoes. Uh, that's, an, that's an old school reference for you there. It's an old meme, sir, but it checks out. Oh, hey, the next question. Hi, it's me again. Is the name. Oh. The question is, what was Daphne like before she got entwined in a dastardly husband cult kidnapping situation? Huh. Also... What kind of pajama does August wear? Mm. That's a good question. When they go through the rites, do they get more powerful like Jet Li in The One? <laughs> I'd say the opposite, actually, in that last question. Uh, so, uh, Amy, you want to field the, the first one? Um, How much can I field it? I mean, I would say more just uh, tell people about things that might be on the horizon, wink, wink. Okay, well... Uh, there might be a side story on the horizon that will answer all of those questions. It'll answer what pajamas that August wears. I'll give you, I'll give you a, a slight spoiler on that. Uh, the answer to the question: Do I want to know the answer to this question? Is no. <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't know when it's coming out yet, but uh, how much do you want me to reveal? Tell me. How about you could probably just do the title. Right? Okay. Um, it is called The Diviner in the Deep. Excellent. Kind of noir-y, kind of uh, symbolic of things. Uh, you get to know Daphne a little bit uh, deeper, and you get to see uh, how deep she gets into this whole uh, situation. It give you a little bit of backstory. So what was Daphne like before? You'll get that. And you'll get to see what she was up to uh, between episode 5 and episode 14. Uh, I, I've not read it all, but what I have read, uh, if I can say, yeah, uh, it, it, it's also, in addition to being very noir, it's a little gothic as well. Yeah, because it's got a lot of makeup, uh, fishnets, uh, yeah. shops at Hot Topic. <laughs> the Cure. Yeah. <laughs> Soundtrack provided by The Cure. We, we, we don't, we don't have that. No, 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 we don't. No, no, cut it, cut the music. <laughs> We're gonna play exactly half a second. Yeah, um, what I can say at this point, uh, based on things that you know already from the canon, uh, she went to conservatory school. She's a professional musician and artist. Obviously, she comes from some kind of money, so that kind of shaped her life a little bit. Adept at disguises. Adept at disguises. Gun Gunberg. Secretly gun gun, right? Excellent. Uh, all right. Uh, what kind of pajamas does August wear? In my mind, when I wrote the scene, uh, 
I picture it as like the classic kind of, you know, uh, button up pajama shirt. Like, like the striped pajamas. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was picturing too. I imagine stripes, but I, I imagine uh, like the onesie little Nemo kind of pajamas. <laughs> oh, okay. like, like like a nightgown almost? Yeah, almost. With yeah. a butt flap? With a butt flap, yeah. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. You get you get your choice, honestly. So I'll you know what? Um We're gonna let the fan I also imagined a I was gonna say we're gonna let the fans decide this one. If you want August Howard's pajamas to canon be the pajama suit sort of attire, uh, put hashtag Augie suit. Uh, tweet that on Twitter. Uh, if you want more of the uh, the nightgown style, then uh, tweet hashtag Augie nightgown, and whichever one gets the most, uh, it'll be canon. I also managed a little nightcap. Oh, excellent. I love it. Uh, then with regard to the rights, um, I guess that's kind of a toss up because there there is more experience to pull from. There's more knowledge that exists in a person. But those personalities are also in conflict. So it is, you know, uh, it's a, it's a, it's an unstable reservoir of knowledge, if that makes sense. But you don't, like, get physically stronger. Like, I'm not gonna... Blake isn't gonna be like, I, I've killed 14 versions of myself in the universe. Now I'm gonna punch through this steel wall. Blake's gonna go f***ing Super Saiyan. Right, there's no... The, the Don't worry, we've already thought about the min-maxer uh, in Blake Sky <laughs> Private Eye. You can't kill yourself uh, 20 times in order to up your stats. <laughs> the mystery for Blake to solve... Which eldritch horror did Elon trade his brain to? Oh. I'm assuming this is Elon Musk. But there might be another Elon in the world. I don't know. Like, maybe this is like a personal Elon. There's got to be an Elon Smith out there, right? Yeah, probably. Oh, man. Yeah. Goddamn Elon Smith. <laughs> Elon Jones, head of the Homeowners Association in Fairfax. <laughs> uh, I mean, if we're talking about, like, within the Blake Sky canon. Mm, I don't think I can tell you yet. It might show up later. Ooh. If you're talking about IRL, as the kids use the parlance, <laughs> uh, he is the Elder Core that someone traded their brain with. I didn't... <laughs> think about him. Why do you think he wants to go to Mars so bad? Oh, God. He's going home. I bet he wants to f*** the Void C too. <laughs> I mean, who can blame him? You don't? Well, I mean, after seeing it in episode 18, I'm I'm a little curious now. A little void curious? <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a little void curious. Uh, all right. Um, we're so close to the end of it. There's only two so more close. questions. They're both from Shay. God, oh, we can't make, we, we can't you can't make those references. I can't, but I'm going to. All right. For, for, first one from Shay. How many times did you cry recording this? Uh, oh. Recording uh, not that many. I, I definitely did tear up at points while recording it, and that's just the God's honest truth. But uh, listening to after, mm. like hearing everything together, I was like, "Who is this bastard man?" And my brain was like, <laughs> "That's you, dumbass." <laughs> uh, I didn't cry while we recorded. I got very close at one point. Uh, I definitely did. 
uh, cry at least once, maybe twice while editing it. And because God, like it, <laughs> there's nothing quite like having to listen to literally the same line over and over again and tailoring it to hurt the human soul <laughs> as much as possible. And you're like, it. It's basically like calibrating mace on yourself. Like, oh God. like, hmm, that does sting a lot. But I could, it could do more. Here, let me try this. A little too thin. I'll make it more viscous. We can crank it up. Yeah. Um, for me, um, I didn't cry when I was reading it, uh, like practicing it, but I did almost cry, uh, in a couple places where where Daphne was saying, "You cheated on me." I almost cried there. Uh, I almost cried when she said, uh, I'll never stop loving you, Augie. That really got me. And then the, what are you doing? That that was definitely tears. <laughs> I feel like there's a very different energy between the the actual scene that was very emotional and your wacky waving, inflatable <laughs> arm flailing tube man voice that you did just there. What, what are do you doing here? <laughs> What are you? What are you doing? <laughs> uh, the mystery for Blake to solve is why is my face wet? Um, uh, you just got out of the shower. Anybody else got any bits? Your, your body, your body, not your mind, is precognizant, and you were about to take a shower, and it knew. Oh my. You smooched the void sea. Amy, what do you got? Um, aside from kissing the void sea, um, maybe. Oh, well, we were asking about this question. Oh, sorry. Get, get your mind out of the void sea. I'm sorry. I'm just thinking about how sexy it is. Um, I'm I'm thinking that maybe an alternate self uh, joined you and it had taken a shower. All right. Well, there we go. All solid answers. Uh, next question from Shay again. Wow. What is each character's mirror alt like? Well, I think mine's pretty obvious. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about what? What's what's mirror universe Daphne? I have thought about this. I feel like mirror universe Daphne would have to be the the adulterer in that relationship. Then, mm, yeah, I can see that. Oh, that's very good. You're just not artistic enough, Augie. <laughs> You're not stimulating enough. I'm so sorry. You've got a small dick. <laughs> um, I have thought on occasion, well, what if Daphne and August switched places? What if Daphne was so affected by Lydia's death that she went off the deep end and just started using her own paintings to figure out the magnum opus? 3 a.m. August. It's time to paint. Yes, yes, dear. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like that a lot, actually. Uh, and then Mirror Universe Blake. I mean, God, which one? Like he's a he's a he's a fucking kaleidoscope. He's a series of broken mirrors all thrown together. He's a Katamari ball of Blakes. <laughs> uh, it's Brand Storm. Yeah. Yes. Uh, but if we're if we're going if we're going for yeah the, the depression in my voice is bad. Uh, uh, but no if if I if I had to if I had to say something that I felt like was like 
how Blake becomes the antithesis of who he is in the Prime world. I mean, Blake's number one characteristic is that he is just just the dumbest son of a bitch that's willing to fight any losing battle if it's for the right cause. Uh, yeah, so I have an idea. I think Mirror Universe, uh, Blake, instead of going into business for himself, he joined the police force, became ooh. chief. Oh, dang, yeah. Uh, and again, I think kind of along the same lines, if instead of, you know, dealing with survivor's guilt in, like, one unhealthy way of saying, I have to save everyone, being like, eh, nobody's worth saving at this point. Just, you know. Keep your head down, do your job, go home at the end of the day. Yeah. Which is is its own type of depressing. Yeah. Yeah. Man, I am both interested in these characters, and I also hate them. <laughs> uh, the mystery for Blake to solve is, where does August Howard get all those wonderful books? Huh. Well, have you heard of Hope Lesnar? I try not to. I see. <laughs> it, it, I mean, the realistic answer is he has he's pretty high up in the... Uh, in the order, and they have a lot of resources. Yeah, it's kind of like it's kind of like a shitty SCP for magic, right? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I mean, like that's that's one of the things that I really want to touch on in future stuff, and it, it you you do actually see a lot of it in the Noir Sona stories that there is a much larger organization at play that uh, like. The, the facility that they are operating in, who owns that, what his, you know, kind of own place in the universe is, the other people that exist in the Order, like Brandon. Brandon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fucking Brandon. And if <laughs> yeah. you want to read some of those noir sonas, which are very good, you can go to www.blakeskype.com. PI.com slash Norasana. Slash Discord slash No jokes. <laughs> I can't even We don't it. joke about we don't joke about Norasonas. Serious no. business. Alright, well that is the final question. So we did it. Woo! We got through. Yay. Uh and I think it's about time for that real heart to heart, you know, fireside chat with the audience. Amy, Amy, what do you got to say? Um, well, I was kind of blown away by the reception uh, around the episode. I, I saw a lot of people say that that was their new favorite Blake Sky episode, and that made me uh, super emotional, made me tear up, uh, made me think I did a really good job, and made me think Ness and I did a really good job on it. Uh, so I appreciate the kind words. Uh, I appreciate all of the support that you guys have given the, the show and uh, and SJ. And uh, going back to the, the side story in the future, I hope uh, you guys like that too, uh, whenever it comes out. Um, it'd be my... They won't. It, it's never coming out now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it'll be my first time writing something for a large audience, so... Uh, it's both nerve-wracking and exciting, so I, I hope you guys enjoy it. Yeah, I, I can't wait to talk to himself, to be honest. I can, but I don't want to. <laughs> you, ha- you, you have to, in fact. 
Uh, yeah, I'd like to echo those sentiments as well. It's just, it's been great. Like, the type of people who've been enjoying this podcast, especially the last episode, but just in general as well. And uh, we're starting to get such a great community uh, surrounding it. And everyone here is, is just so uh, nice and welcoming. Um, I'm, I'm proud to be a part of it. Aww, yeah, I agree. And... Uh, oh, I just said that. I don't mean <laughs> um, to to reiterate your reiteration. Uh, yeah, seeing the reaction and stuff like that has been really cool. And I don't know. Uh, each one of us kind of has our. I mean, obviously, I know the characters because I write them, uh, and the actors each kind of know their characters, and to some degree, they know a little bit more about other people's characters based on how much they want to know, spoiler-wise. But there's a lot that the audience doesn't necessarily know about these characters' pasts yet. Uh, that 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 time frame where August and Daphne were first married is one of those kind of like black boxes in terms of the narrative right now. We, we've only kind of really seen the worst point in their marriage. Mm-hmm. And this was, I guess to me, it's always been so much more tragic and bittersweet knowing where they used to be. Yeah. And you'll get to see it. And seeing where it is now. And now I feel like the audience has context for that. And they see that. And they see that there is an August that has all of the same blessings. But is anchored in such a way that they are they are grounded. And that they are caring and nurturing. And like that he still has all the same ambition and drive and stuff like that, but that it's focused through like this lens of his love for Daphne. And if I may add too, um, like you get in this episode, uh, really the sense that Daphne had been trying hard to save August from whatever had happened to him. And to see that hope that, Yes, she did make a difference in his life uh, in an alternate universe. I think really gives you kind of a grasp of just how much she loves him, even though he's hurt her so much. Yeah, it's uh, like I'm, I'm honestly getting a little choked up right now. Just yeah. thinking about it. <laughs> um, but that's kind of well, what I'm getting at is that it's really nice that, you know, we kind of get to share that with everybody and that it seems to have resonated. And I. I was, I was talking earlier tonight, actually, that the thing about art that I love is having these ideas and these feelings and these emotions and through process, through writing and performance and editing and sound design and all this, creating a product that does its best to replicate those feelings and those emotions in other people. And I, I think that we knocked it out of the goddamn park with this one. And... Absolutely. I'm just so glad that we could share this with you all. And I'm excited. I'm a little nervous because, you know, after after a high, uh, you know, you want to try and perform just as well. I'm excited about next month's episode. Well, this month's episode as well, because I, I think I speak for everyone when 
I say, no one really expected you to do a good job. You know, that's fair. Uh, but I will say that I'm very excited about this month's. It's it's going to be tonally different. I'm going to tell you that. But uh, I think that there's we're going to get some we're going to we're going to see some new corners of the universe, and it's going to be interesting. I am excited to see it. I, I know what it what it is, but I'm excited to see it get out there and and see the reaction to it. And I mean, what is what is Blake Sky if not? Filled with so much emotional uh, whiplash, it would make an injury lawyer blush. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and and I also will say that uh, just from just from the the bit that I have right now, that there are there there's this this latest episode definitely had more of like the tear jerking parts, but uh, I'm I'm a sucker for some good banter. God damn, there's some good banter in this. It's pretty Just good. Some, some classic, some classic goofs and geefs and uh, all sorts of fun you stuff. You heard it here first, folks. Well, I, I think this was a great mailbag. Uh, make sure to write in more questions for the next mailbag uh, that comes along. And definitely tune in for episode 19, Butt Fart. Fart Butt. Well, that's the subtitle. It, it's kind of like a... Uh, Frankenstein, the modern Prometheus sort of uh, sort of thing. But uh, yeah, and uh, again, thanks to all of our listeners. Uh, thanks to everybody that wrote in questions. Thanks to everybody that performed in this thing. And especially thanks to the writer. Hell yes. Yeah, that dude get a great job. <laughs> uh, Alright. Until next time. I don't have a catchphrase. Goodbye! <laughs> the Zaleans. <laughs> <laughs>
titillating installment of Mastership Theater. And today, our subjects are August Howard and Daphne Howard. Or should I say, Augie Howard. Enjoy. I love you, Augie. Daphne, I love you. There has to be a way I can do you. Oh, Augie, yes. Put your hands on me this instant. But if I do, I'll lose control. And I won't stop f***ing you. I've loved you for so long, and I'll never stop. Oh, I thought I felt something. It wasn't much at first, but it's grown. And it's still growing. Oh, I don't know. I think it's rather comfortable. Unbound by the limits of human sensation. I can feel it twisting my core and my... Well, stop talking! I can't keep this up for much longer. But you need to... It took some time, but... It's done. Oh my god. <laughs> 